What's up, everybody? We're back at the Par Bar. Yo. I'm your host, Mr. Rich D. Joining me, as always, Mr. Vince T. Yo, what's up, everybody? And the doctor himself, Dr. Twisted. What it do, peeps? It looks like and Rich we're is back in Guam. virtually on Island Block Radio, Postal Pacific, where paradise, paradise lives. Um, want to thank everybody for joining us on the live feed and also, uh, yeah, man, just in general, man, it's already September. Shit, how many months till Christmas, son? What we at? Three? Three months till Christmas? <laughs> Told y'all. How many weeks? Told y'all it comes up quick. Comes up quick. What you getting um, everybody for Christmas, bro, They're going to cancel Christmas with this COVID shit, bro. Nah, they, canceled, they canceled Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> but they still got NFL. <laughs> huh? But they still got the NFL. Bro, and Major hey, League Baseball. What do you say by watching, watching sports and then people trying to do their social distancing is the most... <laughs> Annoying thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it's the stupidest shit I've ever seen. Like the coaches got masks on, but no one, no players got masks on. <laughs> players out there sweating and tackling each other, yo. Like right, just less than a foot everywhere. away from each other on the line, breathing on each other and shit. Right. So it's just I don't know. It's just uh, saw Andy Reid got his mask all like fogged up. Couldn't read the couldn't read the plays on Thursday night. It's because he's breathing <laughs> breathing hot, son. Oh man, it's just uh, it's embarrassing. I don't know, um, but I mean, I guess if anything, I was happy that football's back. Um, it's been uh, it's been quite a year. I need uh, needless to say. So nothing really. Uh, what did the crowd look like? They have anybody sitting in the stands? So the Chiefs do. They have like twenty five percent capacity. Um, yeah. I don't believe any West Coast teams get to have any players in there. Needless um, to say, so, so you know, it's a, uh, yeah. I think it's just depending on your state how how you guys are operating. Um, yeah, but it's weird, man. Like you know, like when you're, I was watching the Bucks and the New Orleans game, and uh, that was weird to watch because you know, like when you're on goal line, and you're used to hearing those crowds like get really loud, so yeah, they can yeah. yeah, so they can mess up you know the audibles and stuff like that. I mean, there there's none of that. You just hear the players on the field. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you hear it yeah, all, so. You know, I was laughing is that I was, I was watching the sports highlights, and they were showing the basketball game, and uh, the the crowd was, like, all digital people. Hey, man. Like they had screens up, and there was, like, like Diamond Vision uh, spectators. Yeah. I was cracking up. I was like, yeah, yeah man. I think you saw, like, Bart Simpson in the, in the crowd. And <laughs> it makes a difference because... Like when you have that, they even like replicated like stadium noise mm-hmm. and like cheers and all that stuff. So that makes it feel more real, I guess, right? Because I mean, for, like, I guess kind of like playing home. it on Xbox, dude. It's like yeah. playing playing on Xbox. You have that fake crowd noise in the back. Yeah, but it's better than silence. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Stadium. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm happy football's back. I feel like you know you're gonna play your heart out uh, when you're playing. You know, you're playing a sport. Um, but I think the crowd definitely, you know, makes a difference when you're on those fourth and ones and those goal lines or those those big plays, you know. Yeah, yeah where you're, you're depending on that crowd to, like you said, like break up that play or disrupt them, right? Yeah. That's just not there. Unless they, you're the sound guy in the stadium and you turn the volume up. Yeah. Fake crowd noise. <laughs> Dude, I, I do want to hear some of those hits, though, because, I mean, now you have, a, you, have, you have a great time to hear some of those. So I hey. wish you would. You know, the editor probably got a good job with that delay. Like 
trying to bleep out some of the cussing on the field, man. Because I know, oh, like, yeah. even during regular season, every now and then you'll catch them. Hey, fuck you on the field, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're hearing that shit more now. Oh yeah. Or when um, you read the lips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad football's back, and we'll see. Hopefully, the season goes all the way through. We don't have any, you know, people getting sick out there. Or, um, you know, games canceled. Everyone gets to play their full season. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I, I think it feels kind of normal. Um, you know, I spent my Sunday uh, watching football, you know, chilling on the couch, eating and, you know, had some drinks and just relaxing. So it was cool. Hey, I, it was Sunday. I did not do any of that. <laughs> <laughs> I said I completely forgot all about football starting. And I got got tied up in some project around the house, and so yeah, it wasn't me this weekend. Mm. Yeah, I've been here all weekend in this studio right here. That's <laughs> pretty tight digs you got there, man. Hey, man, upgraded, son. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good thing they're closed for COVID, man. They know you're in their studio. Right no, now. I'm open. I'm open. Just just come in, yeah. bring everybody. You're the only one there. Yeah. So what happens? Well, give all the keys to the janitor. Well, once again, you're on Island Block Radio, Postal Pacific, where paradise lives. And, uh, you know, we're here just chopping it up. And there's been more more things happening this week. Yeah, more shit. Um, and one of those things that uh, Twizzit had brought up was 1619. Um, the essay, I'm not sure if you could call it an essay, but uh, was written last year. Um, Mark, you know a little bit more about the, the 1619 um, project? Project 1619 was uh, came out in uh, the Wall Street Journal or New York Times back in 2019 and it's been adapted as a curriculum for teaching history. And so basically what it does is it's changing, it's an attempt to change the curriculum of American history the way that it's been taught. And they want to date it back to the year 1619 where they say the beginning of this country, the United States, began with the beginning of slavery. Um, right. right. So it's basically rewriting history as we know it, which is butting heads with a lot of um, scholars and historians because uh, a lot of it, like I said, it's not based off of um, fact. It's based more off of opinion or feelings and stuff that people may have been told or thought up throughout the years and they wrote this thing as fact um, but there are some schools that are actually adapting it and they're they're gonna start teaching it. and I think here in California actually there's some schools that have uh, have uh, gone ahead and adapted this thing and uh, um, yeah I'm sorry I got a little distraction right here yeah, I guess so there's, no, there's no formal uh, development for this project the 1619 there's no formal like i guess they have a curriculum on it right right but you said it's based off of opinion right it's more more of opinion and, and uh feelings of of the past right um like you know, we, we could get anything i guess and based off of your own feelings or opinions that you've had uh given to you from conversations and put it all down on paper and call it fact but in reality it how much so, of that so is nothing, truly fact? Nothing right? that is presented in, in that curriculum is fact. There may be some, you know. I I wouldn't know, like, be able to tell you without fact checking everything on my own. But um, because I mean, know, I, was, I mean, I'm sure you can develop your own opinion, but I mean, some something got to be true, like to get to base your opinion off of. 
Hmm. Well, the slavery part of it's true. I mean, we all know that, right? Right. Um, but was the whole purpose of this country and the founding of this country solely based off of racism and and um, and oppression, and slavery? Um, I don't think that the that. first. I don't think the first settlers that came here had that in mind. But when you look at any kind of a any type of colonization, you know, also that's what they that's what it's based off of, right? Oppressing the people or the indigenous people of that land, stripping them of their language, stripping them of their culture, basically uh, enslaving them, you know, oppressing them, and then you take from them. And sooner or later, you take over their country, uh, which is what they did to the Native Americans here. But did they do that with the intention of bringing slaves over from Africa and becoming this racist nation? You know, and I said, I guess that's like one of the big questions that's being asked about it because it's the opinion of some of these historians and academics and stuff that are looking at this curriculum and going, wait, this is what this is teaching. You know, and it's, it's misleading information that they're putting out there to these students. You know, and for young, impressionable teenagers or you know students to hear this and take it as fact they're going to listen to what their teachers telling them if they're bright enough they would you know do the fact checking on their own right so what age are we talking about here in junior school? high high school but well, they're talking about even starting it as young as like kindergarten first grade okay let me ask you guys this because both of you two have have kids in the school system let's say uh, your kids come home say uh you know mom dad they're they're starting to teach the 16 19 project they might not even know too much about it or what it is but what what would you guys say about that like how would you feel if they did that um yeah i I don't know like so the 1619 project from my understanding is just there's a lot of things that need to be either be refact checked or corrected i think even in some cases they've corrected some things but they haven't made it like a obviously a correction they've put it like in a footnote you know what i mean like so it's kind of like the underlining um of the book uh i guess the essay or whatever you want to call it um you know i don't know i I, the weird thing about american history right is that what we know is that they don't teach everything right 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 so that's the problem with even rebuttaling i think having a rebuttal to 1619 is that on the other side of that you don't have anybody fighting in that direction she's basically fighting against everybody out there who are historians who um, see it this one way what we know from Guam's history is that or you know when Spain wrote their books they're not going to write it from a perspective of uh, the indigenous people they're going to write it from a, 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 a side of of where the colonizers are, are, are looking like they're saving people Right, right, right. So that's what we do know. Um, I think I'd like to read more about the 1619 project. I don't believe that. I don't believe that the American Revolutionary War was fought to keep slaves. I think, uh, you know, I, I believe that it was to get away from the the English, whatever. But you know, I think it's weird. I, I I'm reading it right now, so you can see me looking down. I'm kind of reading some of the. The cliff notes on it, but it's just, it's a uh, yeah, it's weird. It's, it's I don't know what I would say if that came home. And Mark, you're saying that they're t- teaching this now in California? 
Yeah, there's some schools here in California that are actually teaching it. And that's when Trump was coming, you know, came out with last week, week before, um, saying that he wasn't going to give federal funding to schools or school districts that are going to move forward and teach this curriculum because he doesn't support it. And, you know, obviously he doesn't support it because there's historians and other scholars out there that don't support it either. Um, because of the, the lack of, um, I guess, fact-checking, you know, and, and uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Anyways, yeah, so he, he's not going to give any funding to these schools. That's what he, he's come out and he's openly said it, um, which has, you know, raised hell in certain communities. You know, obviously when Trump says something, it's a bad thing every time, right? Right. Um, but he says something like that, it's going to be magnified you know, tenfold. Right. So, well, like, well like then we got to put it in, 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 in the school right. system. And Mr. Um, Trump said it's wrong. We're going to yeah. do it. No, then we got to do it. That dude's a moron. Um, yeah. That, man, you know, it's, I mean, I don't even know what grade they'd be teaching. they would be teaching this in. If it would be part of U.S. history. I mean... I th- definitely think that slavery should be part of U- U.S. history and not be dumbed down into a month. Right. Um, I just don't necessarily know that I would want like an op-ed to be taught as history. Right? Like an opinion piece. Yes, exactly. Um, should have been I mean, elected. Once again, I think you you said um, that some of it could be right. You know, like some of it might be right, some of it might be accurate. Um but what part of it is accurate? What part is... And, you know, and obviously the supporting the supporting uh, verbiage around that could be made up or, you know, opinion-based too, right? Right. Yeah. So, um, I like to get... Uh, I like to get Danny Boss's... Uh, opinion on it? Opinion yeah. on it and see what he would... What he thinks about that. <clears throat> yeah. Because that'd cool. be... As a historian, you want to teach history as accurate as possible, right? Like, I think... We can we can all say that what we had said before, which is you want you want the good and the bad and, and the ugly. Right. Yeah, you, um, have, you have to have you can't have one without the other, right? Right. So I mean, I, I agree with you, Rich. What you said. I mean, the, the part of the slavery in this country and the oppression and what's happened should be taught. Um, I think that part of the story history curriculum should be modified and modernized yeah, to right. teach that, but. You know, hit the facts about it. You know, don't be afraid to to talk about it. It's in yeah. You know, and you know, I honestly, I applaud her for even writing from that perspective. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, took it took uh, it took some some guts to do something like that. Some for sure to do that. Um, you know, yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah, it's weird because, like I said, I'm I'm trying to read it right now, at least parts of it, and. Uh, you know, when you look at the Constitution, if you actually take the word, I mean, the Constitution for the words it, it says versus what's been acted upon. I mean, the Constitution is, is clearly written for all people, right? Right. All man is created equal. When, so, uh, okay. So, yeah, as far as what you read, right? Right. As what you, what, what's what you read, but, not but the actions you, of what Americans have done. Or right? what was the or intention? What was the intention and the meaning of that also when they said all men? You right. know, created equal. What Which was intended does it mean? All all men, like all human beings, like everybody that comes. To I would hope so. All, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, we would all hope so. Yeah, I, I, don't, I would hope that it's not written with the points like it's. It, well, it says all men, right? So, uh, in that sense, it should be all men, right? Even if even if the person didn't write it with that intention, well, shit, you said all men, so that's what <laughs> you don't go with. You don't fucked up, son. You yeah. said it. <laughs> you wrote it. Uh, Shouldn't have been drunk. 
<laughs> got a comment on the, uh, on the, on the Facebook Live. Uh, <laughs> Sean? Sean Moran? He says oh, yeah. no. Our brother-in-law? Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. He just said, said no. No, no. No, that's uh, it. That's all he says. no. Well, well, thank you for being Thanks, so Sean. elaborate. <laughs> 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 sound like, you sound like my son. Um, Sorry, I, I guess no. Some, you know, and, and Sean actually probably would be up some firewood right now. So Sean will actually be a, a great um, person to have on here to discuss probably um, some of those perspectives on sixty nine. I'm sure he's uh, read uh, read into all that information. I, I, I personally yeah. want to read it too. And if he hasn't, if he hasn't, I bet you right now Sean's sitting there reading about it. <laughs> well, I mean, he's it, definitely read it. Any, anybody yeah. that's has more information on it, like in depth information, I'd want to hear from. Yeah, yeah, for sure. On either side, I mean, like, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like we said, we we know his, uh, American history doesn't always teach everything it's supposed to be teaching. Um, Japanese internment camps, Chinese working on railroads, um, shit, dude. Even uh, battles that happened during the revolution, like we all hear the story of the Battle of York here in the United States, right? American history, mm-hmm. yeah. one. But you go to Canada and you you look at their history, and the way they tell it is that the United States lost that. It was it was the British that won that one. Oh, really? Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, because I actually went there to to Fort York when I was up there in Toronto. I went and visited. They have the whole thing toured through it, and I was watching the little history video that they had on it and reading about it. And they they in their history they teach and claim and teach that they won that. Hey, could you imagine if like <laughs> one of those like super American people like go up to Canada and see that what oh, they yeah. would say and. They- <laughs> Shit, this America. <laughs> what's what's that shit you got on the television? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So you know, it goes to show you that the history in the country is going to be taught with a certain agenda in mind, right? And there's going to be things I think purposely left out um, that have been purposely left out for the benefit of the country. I guess the way people see it or saw it back then yeah i was gonna say i was like do you think that's beneficial to the um the country because i don't think it's beneficial i don't think so and and the thing is is that people are a lot more aware now Mm. people are a lot more aware now and um you know those questions are are being asked and research is being done and facts are being checked and they're looking back and going well shit they don't teach this at all in school yeah and so now they're you know they're wanting it and, and and by all means they should have it taught right like I said it should be taught it shouldn't be watered down versions of what happened right. right it should be factual and don't be afraid to talk about it I mean okay slavery happened in this country you know America was a fucked up place for Africans coming over on the slave ships mm-hmm. it was a fucked up place for the Native Americans it was a fucked up place for the Mexicans that were indigenous here when Americans went through you know it's it's like any country that or any territory that's been colonized it's it's a fucked up part of their history but you teach it you have to it's yeah american history like, same thing it's a watered down version of what happened in guam they're not going to tell all the facts about it the japanese like you said i'm sure the japanese well you know actually what i heard was that the japanese their history is very accurate like they even yeah. tell the, they even tell the ugly yeah don't, that's don't what I've um, that's what I've heard from a teacher that was out there. Yeah, was an English teacher. Um, he had noticed that Japanese history uh, they teach all sides of at least for what I, he had told me was World War II, which yeah. was that you know they kind of knew what they were about to do to themselves, and when they did it, they 
they knew they fucked up and they're like, oh shit. Yeah, they teach that because they don't want anybody to ever make that decision again. Yeah. <laughs> um but hey man, we appreciate you guys coming on. And once again, Sean, man, if you if you want to jump on this show, you are more than welcome. You already know that, brother. So yep. um, you know, come on here and have that conversation that we're oh boom. Uh let's see. You wanna read that? We wanna read that? I'm not get I'm not getting any comments, so oh you got that fence? Uh Hold on. You gotta bring your mic up a little bit though, brother. Me? Yeah. No. Oh, all right. How's that? Uh, Sorry, I'm not getting. Uh, I'm not. I'm not seeing it right now. Okay. The Constitution was written with the intention of protecting the royal class, who funded his trip. Clearly, clearly show his intention. Wait, maybe I'm missing some parts. You see, the Constitution was written with the intention of protecting a certain class of people. Columbus' letters back to the royal class who funded his trip clearly show his intentions and they're readily available. <clears throat> the truth is available, but it's it's been so muddied by what you talked about before. The ruling class gets to say what they want, what the truth was. <clears throat> as far as Trump, how would how would it look bad to his... What? How would it look to... As far as Trump, how would it look to his bad if he supported a version of history that supports the opposition's he opposition's position right now. Politics and history are intertwined like that. I get what you're saying. Love you guys. Um and what's up, Sefa? Um, what up, bro? Yeah, you know, it's I, I agree with that. Um you know, as far as the Trump part, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that Trump really ever cares about like political parties but maybe he does in this case because this is he has to win you know what I mean so, so maybe that's what he's care. playing to um but you know he's an idiot anyway yeah well you listen to him he's probably the most non-racist person you'll ever meet yeah so am I <laughs> according to him <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, you know, like, uh, but like once again, Sean, man, you want to come on the show and, and kind of uh, talk with some um, some of our, the topics we've been talking about recently? Uh, it's definitely up your alley as far as um, you know BLM and, and um, some of the political uh, motivations here in uh, America. So, oh, here goes uh, Kehal Lani, or how Christopher Columbus discovered Hawaii. Native Hawaiians were here centuries beforehand. By the way, Aloha, Vincent. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the shitty part about um, you know, journals and history books is that they're based off of one sided, one side. Uh, and we know that as islanders, and we know that as you know, I, I think more so now as adults. You know, we just see it, like we know the shit ain't the truth. You know, so um, once again, I, I uh, you know, I think sixteen nineteen is something worth reading. Um. I think I'm still on the cusp of on the fence of if should it be taught as curriculum. I'm not sure as curriculum because if there's that many questions about if it's accurate, then it's it's not ready, you know. Um, but then that I mean I don't know. Then that also goes against what we're saying about American history. It's not quite accurate, right? And it's being taught. So I, I mean, you know, you know, what, think about that, man. Like what you said is, you know, now we're adults, right? 
So, you know, when you're growing, at least in my era, when you're growing up, you're taught to be quiet in class, listen to your teacher and learn. And, you know, if if you ask a question that's off base of what's being taught, you would be sent to your principal's office or get a phone call home that you're being disruptive, right? So you're taught as a as a student, as a kid, to just shut up and, and soak in what they're giving you. Yeah. Right? And then as you get older, you, you, you don't have to answer to that teacher or your parents like that anymore. So you now you have that mental freedom to explore and ask those questions and find those answers on your own. It yeah. sucks because you know, you you should be able to, as a student, ask those questions, right? You should be able to question things. Yeah, you know it's funny. I was now that you're, you're as you're as you're talking, I'm thinking in my head like, what if some, what if a teacher said, like, hey, um, you know, Christopher Columbus discovered America, and some kid wrote in there, like, uh, how can you how can you discover something that's already been, when people were already living there? <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's true. you, as a teacher, what are you gonna say? Exactly. You know what I mean? You're being a smartass. You know, and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. The response back in my day would be that I'm, I'm being a smartass. I'm being disruptive. That phone call goes home to mom and dad, and then I'm in trouble at home for being a smartass. And in reality, right. I'm I'm asking a legitimate question. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an educated, legitimate question, but. My boy, uh, Vincent Kittichai, <laughs> Magellan Kinata Sanchez again yeah. discovered the magic. Sorry, I'm just getting, I'm just getting, uh, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I'm just getting all the comments too. So someone's kind of laughing on the side. Hey, but I want to thank you guys for joining us and, and, and throwing us some comments. Uh, once again, you're on Island Block Radio, Post the Pacific, where, where paradise, paradise lives. lives. You are currently in possession of it.
Verica used it as a camera because I'm doing bat time modeling.
shout out to my family in Hawaii. Sorry, I'm like really uh, late on this right now. That's uh, all good. Yeah. Um, we got yeah, so to get them on the show too. Because as we're talking about more things that have been happening uh, within, um, you know, you got 50 days or was it 50 days till the next election um, and voting. San Francisco has made a, or we putting something on a ballot, I believe, to have local voting changed to 16. Oh. 16 years old. So, and does it have the same effect? I don't know. Okay, look, let me ask you: How do you guys feel about changing the voting to sixteen? If it's only, uh, if it's only for your local officials and I guess government, I say this: I say if for kids that are in high school. If they pass this test of information, if they pass this test of information about um, whatever they're voting on and like actually have background in, and depth of knowledge, then I say, yeah, eh, I don't even know if I say, yeah. Yeah. Cause, I mean, well, OK, so if you're voting, I mean, is that fair? Because now even at 18, you ain't doing that. That's true. Right. Most people aren't, aren't really looking into it. So, so here's, 16, what they, here's what they said on the Hill. It says, I really think that that vote 16 will help youth in, in of color in San Francisco establish a habit of voting at an early age the, and really provide them with the support and the resources that they need to continue building on that habit as they grow older. This is Crystal Chan, an 18-year-old organizer of Vote 16 San Francisco who fought for the measure on the ballot. <clears throat> um... What? Okay, let me ask you this. You're 16, Vince. 16 again. What are you thinking about? Football. <laughs> Girls. What else? Girls. Man, I'm just trying to get through high school, really. I ain't worried about... Vo- I'm honestly not worried about voting, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because at that point in lifetime, you're, you're really not worried about that. I mean, I don't know about this day and age because... Of the whole social media aspect and how people are, you know, um, influ- influencing well, that too. That's that's a term. Um, influencing uh, others through the, you know, through their their social media following and um, kids might start talking about it at school. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Um, but I I don't think at that point in life you're really that focused on it. And and the, yeah. what what can really happen if the vote goes one way or the other? But you know, I, I look at it like this, Vince. Good. Today's age, what do you have going on in the world that directly affects young men in this country at that high school age and their future after high school? What's going on in the Middle East? Right. What's going on in, with North Korea? going on with China. It's the military stuff. Right. So as a young man, teenager, whatever, in high school, back in our day, or my day, it was the Cold War. That shit was over with. Didn't have anything to worry about except for, okay, what am I going to do after high school? Alright? So, the attention wasn't focused on the politics of what's going on in politics in the world. As I think it would be now for a young man who's looking at his future, maybe doesn't know, knows he's not going to go to college, doesn't know what he's going to do, 
looking at maybe the military, but then looking at the world situations and the politicians that are involved with the shit, I think they should have some kind of a voice in what the politicians are doing for their country and the future of the country that they're inheriting from us. But we said local, right? Well, I'm t- yeah, but I well, mean, yeah, oh, so, you're I saying. Mean, I'm just- local, but you know, it's not looked at the federal level yet, but um, that's how it starts, right? It starts somewhere. So I'm, I'm, like yeah, that. I'm talking, you know, more on the bigger picture than the, than the local stuff. But yeah, I think local should be a good starting point for them to get their feet wet in how politics works. Um, learning about the different measures that are up, different council people and what their agendas are, how that's affecting them and their communities and stuff. You know, things that we talk about now. Yeah. You know, and... If people nowadays, these kids nowadays are a little more conscious of what's going on around them in their communities, then why not let them have a voice? Why not let them have an opinion at the toll at the polls? Because then you got the opposite side of it. Yeah, you're always going to have the opposite side of it. And that's why you have a vote, too, right? One votes one way, one votes the other way. No, it's no, always no. the opposite. So. I'm saying... I'm saying like, okay, you're 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 speaking on the kids that actually care, right? Right, and you have the ones who don't give a shit. Exactly. Right. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's the same thing with adults. You know, there's people that care about voting, and there's other adults out there that could give a shit about it, because in their eyes, all politics and politicians are crooked. So why even? Why does it even matter if I vote? You know, that 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 type of opinion or that attitude. And you're gonna have that in the adult world. You're gonna have that with the teenagers. I think we shouldn't. Uh, I, I, me personally, I think we shouldn't treat seventeen-year-olds any less than an eighteen-year-old young adult or sixteen-year-old any less when it comes to mental maturity. Because I think kids are a lot more exposed to things nowadays. Yeah, like you said based off of the social media exposure, things that are available to them at their fingertips. You know. I think mentally they see a lot more of what's going on in the world and the bad things too are going on than what we ever did growing up. So I think yeah. their, their opinions I mean, on things matter now. Go ahead, Rich. I think for myself, man, I, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't, I think they should definitely be more involved. I don't know, necessarily know that they should be voting. Um, because it may start at a local level of, um, you know, different measures here or there. But, you know, these are the, the same people who are going to be voting for representatives. And I think when you start having people with representatives and you have 16-year-olds who are voting, I don't necessarily know that they're, they're really paying attention to the policies that are going to be affecting them or their community. Because, um, you know... You have someone, for instance, um, AOC, one of the most popular representatives out there. Now, she's all over social media. Everyone loves her on social media. Now, is she the best representative you want out there? Uh, For me personally, no. But um, when you're talking about a bunch of kids who are voting, you know, that's a a big majority of, uh, that's a good chunk of votes right there, I would say. Right? Because now you're just, you're, they're voting based off their, off that Instagram live stream versus paying attention to their their policies. Right. You know what I mean? 
man, know, but man. then you also, you also have those brainiac poli sci students. Yeah, but how many are those? How many? How many yeah. Sheldons are there in the world? <laughs> the you know what I mean? Yeah. And, oh, and, and so one. I guess the argument from the other side, would, you know, to to that rich would be so. Then, I don't want to say penalized, but then, so then they get. Uh, they get no voice when they actually have more of an understanding of the average teenager. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I don't think. I think you said you told me. You know, like it was uh, that football coach. You know, um, I can train a sixteen, or eighteen year old to run through a wall, but mm-hmm. I can't train you know a thirty year old to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Because they don't know any better. You know what I mean? So I, I just think that. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a rough one. Uh, I would want them to be more involved in their community for sure, but I don't necessarily know that voting at 16 is going to be beneficial for the masses of that community. They should give them a uh, a knowledge test before they give them a, a ballot. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> then they show they have some kind of proof that they actually know what the hell's going on. Right. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's rough. I mean, it's a tough one. And also at 16, I mean, you can't go to the military, but at 18, you can. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what you do at 16, two years later, if it's a four year deal, you know, say, just say on a federal level, it's president, right? You vote for them, they're in for four years. Two years later, you're out of high school and going into the military based off of something that this president or these politicians that are in office now are doing. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I honestly. I don't know if I hundred percent support it. I mean, I'm just giving an opinion based off of like just thinking right now that the what ifs or the whatevers, you know. But sure. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think there are some kids out there that are more mentally mature with the happenings of the world and politics. Um, but like I said, Rich, how many of those are there? There's very few. Yeah. You know, compared to the ones that really don't give a damn. And it would be more of a popularity vote rather than a vote based off of uh, knowledge and facts and, right. you know, political agendas and whatever. Nonetheless. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brother Sean said, uh, knowledge tests are a slippery slope because those were used to exclude populations of color at one point. Also, I'm not sure most adults could pass. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm with hey. you, Sean. <laughs> you, you damn you right, right there, brother. <laughs> he ain't lying. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's weird, man. I don't know. I think, if anything, I think we should up them the, the the voting age to like 21. Um, you know what I mean? Just Sounds keep people, idea. let them live a little bit of life out of high school. Uh, before they get to make decisions that are going to change, you know, the course of the, the country. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because even at 18, man, just because you're 18, even at 18 doesn't mean that you're mentally mature, man. Right. Shit. I mean, if you, like, think of at 18, you either go to college or you go to military for most people or you start working. Yeah. Um, but those little things, that little time between 18 to 21 shapes you a lot. Yeah, a lot of shit happens in life, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? That, that little time frame, when you become... Out of high school, and then you go into the real world. I feel like that 
those little things you start doing start shaping who you you kind of are and that at that time you know 21 to 25 is another big jump 25 to 30 is another huge jump and after 30 man it's just like you know fucking then you realize you don't know shit and everything's fucked up <laughs> Right, dude. Hey, you turn twenty-one, you get you get your first drink and a ballot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, go make some decisions. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh man. Uh, but uh, you know, I mean, that's part of you know the conversation that needs to be had. I think with with any community, um, local, federal, you know, you have to have those conversations about like decisions that you're going to be making that are going to change the course. Of uh, the country and and just honest honest discussions, you know what I mean. Uh, and if you don't know, shit, don't vote. You know, don't just go out there and do it yeah. because you know everyone else is doing it. Just to get your damn sticker, huh? So just to get your damn sticker, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, just because you you might have a twisted mind and think that uh, AOC's hot. <laughs> don't vote for the hot chick. Uh, yeah, man. So, once again, you're on Island Block Radio, Pulse of the Pacific, where paradise, paradise lives. Uh, I want to throw a couple things out there while we're talking. If you don't know, PIFA's still going on. Hey. It's going on, but it's virtual this year. It's the first virtual PIFA. This theme this year is called Reflections. It's going to be on September 26, 2020, time at 5 p.m. Um, yeah, September 20, yep. So, um, yeah, everything's going to be virtual. It's going to be out there. Um, it's going to be interesting, I think, to say the least. This is the biggest Islander event in the United States. Um, I, I would say definitely in the top five for the, the, the world. But it's, it's definitely worth uh, checking out. It's going to be all virtual. Everything's going to be done. Um, yeah, man, just... Just how everything else is, I guess. I'm pretty interested to see it. I haven't seen any of the, the clips yet. Uh, there's going to be dance groups, uh, vendor information, I believe. So, what do you guys think? Rich, what's the weather like where you're at right now? It looks a little breezy. <laughs> yeah, nice nice people plug. I don't know, man. I'm excited, though. I'm, I'm excited to see how people use technology to advance this event. Yeah. Um, yeah. For the fact that, you know, at least here in San Diego, we know a lot of like great videographers, photographers and all that. I want to see like how people get creative and uh, like provide their performance or whatnot. Yeah. I hope it, I hope it runs smooth too. You know, there's, I think there's going to be some hiccups in it because it's something new for everybody. Hope not. Yeah. I, mean, I think with anything, I mean, you always have those uh, chances of like, uh, hiccups, but I mean, it's not going to be like, you know, Steve Harvey announcing the wrong fucking winner for a pageant. <laughs> like, that's a fucking hiccup. Yeah, no, that's a stroke. That's, that's one of those hiccups where you throw up in your own mouth and swallow it again. Yeah. <laughs> just imagine being Steve Harvey. Just, I mean, I know this is way off subject, but just imagine being that guy who announced the wrong winner and have to take that crown back. <laughs> Hey, and he still got the family feud, man. Oh, man. So good. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Cabrera, man. Uh, that's exactly right. These days, every, everything seems to be seems to be getting more fucked up. And that's the fucking truth. Um, uh, Don Blas, I hope so. But these, but I only see a few groups going with the extra mile with their video production. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, with the video production side, um, I had mentioned, you know, a while back that, you know, should it be a production? Um, but, you know, it's the first one. So, um, we'll see how it goes. I think, I think anyway, you, you, it can't go that bad, right? Like, I mean, it's the first one. You're going to see what, it, what you need to improve on. And, you know, well, hopefully next not year everybody, we can also, go not back. everybody has access to, you know, uh, videographers and sound guys and uh, so that that's the that's the other side of it yeah I think people are going to do the best that they can with what they have right and whether that be to, an iPhone 10 or an <laughs> iPhone 6 yeah and it's going to be up to whoever gets all that and puts it together to uh, make it shine right yeah um, oh and I also want to throw one more plug out man on September 18th, 2020, you have a new album dropping from Holly. Oh, yeah. Uh, Peter Cruz's album. Yes. Uh, so we got early access to that album. And let me say, it's pretty sick. Let's it's, round table this, because I got some shit to say about that, too. Um, <laughs> it's definitely worth getting. It's all um, pretty much all self-produced by himself. So, I mean, that's 100, you know, that in itself is pretty rare to see anymore. Um, but it's a sick, it's sick album. It's really well done. And yeah, man, I mean, just go check that out. I'll post that link actually right now into the Facebook chat to his page. It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a definitely worth worth listening to. Uh, and I'll actually pin that. But uh you guys listen to it, right? I did, yeah. I did. Uh, Mark, go ahead. Go first. Yeah, I listened to it. Um, you know, I, I'm not the big uh, knowledge guy when it comes to music production, but I was listening to what you guys were saying, and I'm sitting there listening to it, and I think I, I made a comment about, I, I just like the way that the production with the sound, where it was, you were, it was picking up a lot of the accent, instrumental and stuff in the background. Mm-hmm. Right? I really like that because you could hear all the different parts of the, the music in every song. That's what I that's what I was listening to, and uh, but I thought it was it was uh, it was pretty good on the ears. To be honest, it's something I would honestly I would cruise to, you know. Yeah, I think I think the same. Uh, he has some features on there. Uh, two tracks, I think he has some features, yeah. and those tracks are amazing. Uh, Vince T, what'd you think? Man, I thought it's. Uh... I, th- I think I think it's a it's a great piece. Um, it, it proves the amount of time that he t- he worked on it. I mean, I'm not sure what he had, what's new, but what he might have had within the years coming. But to listen to it, like as a consumer, most people don't understand what it's like to hear things that are good. They only know what's bad. You never hear majority. You don't really hear. Oh, this sounds really good. You only hear, oh, uh, it sounds like shit, right? Mm, From sometimes you don't band. even hear that. Well, you they just like that it's their favorite band or whatever, right? Sure, but if it's your favorite band, they're not going to sound bad. You know what I mean? In your in your own thing. But as a normal right. consumer to me, I always hear it sounds bad. I never get the compliments or hear, oh, oh this sounds really good. Sonically, I'm, I'm speaking, not the song itself. To me, this 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 whole project sonically is, is dope. Um, yeah, it's just it's just well mixed, well produced. I mean, he the the parts that he's playing is it it, it 
gels all together. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels good to me. Like, the whole thing kind of feels good. It grooves. I don't know, man. It's, it's one of those things that I could probably put on repeat. Yeah. For a while, you know? And then go back to it and be like, oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not tired of it yet. Yeah. There's a, there's a couple of jams on there definitely uh, that kind of stick to mind that um, I've been jamming throughout this week. <clears throat> Once again, I, I mean, big shout out to uh, Peter and, and Holly. Um, I was, I was, you know, really pleased with the, the, yeah, the production, man. It was just, it was amazing. But, uh, yeah, check that out. September 18th on, uh, 2020. That's this week. And we're going to have him on the show, um, uh, after it drops and and kind of talk about the album, but yeah, man. So we have that. And then once again, September 24th, you have PIFA, which is going to be, uh, virtual, Oh God! Here, here's fucking Jonah piping his fucking two cents. All right, Jonah, shut up. <laughs> One thing about PIFA virtual is they won't be able to have to hear Richard yelling at them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now we, we're gonna have to submit some wait, video doing that shit. Can we repost that video, please? I don't know if it's still out there. Shit, I will. I think uh, some people kept it just for reference. Hey, and and just FYI, once again, trash was not a problem last year at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, it won't be a problem this year either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you can say point, whatever. Point you want. made, Rich. Point made. Good job, good job, Richard. You're two and zero, son. Yeah, <laughs> he raised anyway. so much how they canceled FIFA. Man, uh, but once again, man, you guys are on Block Radio, Pulse the Pacific. Where paradise lives. We want to thank everybody for joining us on the live feed tonight. And uh, our brother Sean, man, if you want to come on for the next show, we only have a couple more episodes before the end of our season. Uh, We're usually done around PIFA time, and then we take October off and jump back in here around November-ish. And real quick, we're getting a correction on the uh, PIFA date. It's September 26th. That's what I said, right? You said 24th. You said 24th. You said 24th. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. It's 24th. 24th is a Thursday. Okay, yeah, it's definitely not the 24th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. 26, 26 at 5 p.m. Is this on YouTube or where, where's it at? Uh, it is on Facebook Live, oh, okay. I believe, and, and YouTube. YouTube. Both. All right. There should have been a flyer out, but, uh, you know. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Hopefully, that's not a precursor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Previous discussions. <laughs> well, this is going well. I could see. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe that right PIFA president. Time. Maybe that PIFA president needs to get on the ball. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. With that being said, man, we're gonna get out of here. We appreciate everybody for just stopping by. Uh, well, y'all good? Yeah. 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 All right, man. Escalators. Shoot.